you're tuned in to Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast aimed to amplify Asian woman voices while navigating race, dating, and wellness. I am Ange, and today is a very, very important subject we want to cover. Um, let's get to it. Hello, I am Toby. And before we start today's episode, please, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at sugarhoneybbt. It's at S-U-G-A-H-O-N-E-Y-B-B-T. And don't forget to share on your social and tag us. And I also made a really cute filter. Um, so go check that out and go use it. It's on our Instagram. Please. Yes, yes please, please, please. I'm just <laughs> once again I'm, just, I'm asking. <laughs> so how you been? It's been great, I guess. It's been I guess really we'll, we'll, busy. Yeah, I guess we'll start off with something light before we get into like the serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh what's the latest tea? Give me some tea. I need something. I went on a date yesterday. Like I removed Ooh. everything from my schedule and like went on a date. <laughs> Sorry, I don't it? know why I'm talking like this. Is he gonna be listening to this? Yeah, if you are hello. <laughs> Hi. But is he anonymous? Can we say his name? Yeah, no, no, no. We cannot say his okay, name. Okay, let's give let's him a name. Um, let's say Mike. Mike. Let's say Mike. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. How is uh, how is the date with Mike? Mike was Mike was great. I told him to I told him to see therapy like just like all what I do I urge all straight men to seek therapy so why what did he say that uh that needed to be to see therapy for I just I just, just feel everything. like yeah I just feel like you know straight men can really benefit from therapy and I offer a lot of new mental health resources do you do you think there is there a way that we can drive this as a trend? Yeah, um, Travis Scott need to do a collab <laughs> with with therapy with better help. I don't know with online therapy. Travis Scott just like what he did with McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. It will he really to, take off. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, oh wow, Travis Scott needs to make a song about wellness and uh, and, and mental health. Yeah, um, yeah. I urge him to to make a collab with therapist. Oh my god, that's yeah. so funny. So, oh, wow. are you gonna yeah. see him again? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you're trying so to sign me up or what? <laughs> So it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. We had we had like great convo and it was just great to like okay. meet new people. Well, what is he like? Um he's like pre- really like he has like a drive. Like he's like really determined and okay. Kind of like right. spiritual as well. Oh, yeah. You got me as spirituality. I'm in. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Maybe I'll I'll pass your Instagram no. profile along. No, I'm okay. Yeah, I, yeah, it was, it was good times. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So what's the what's the tea in Taiwan? My tea? Yeah, uh, I'm out of quarantine. I'm just like, it's great. Like I I spent Lunar New Year with my family. Um, we had, you know, we had a great dinner. It was just really nice. And then like after dinner, we went to. Um, the temple and 
you know, do the first incense. Like we, mm. you go to the temple and my dad puts on like the first incense, um, kind of like kickstart the year, basically. That's what it's oh, for. Wow. Like at 11, 15 p.m. Every year is the same. Um, and then we did some minor gambling, which is did great. Did you get a lot of money? Like is your grandma, has she declared bankruptcy? <laughs> Has little Dan declared bankruptcy? (laughs) She was so broke that she had to took out her Xanax bottle and (laughs) use it as beds. You're like, I'm playing for that. (laughs) I'm playing for those Xanax pills. (laughs) Uh, No, Um, she's okay. I haven't played with her yet, but I play with like some uncles. And um, at one point, the bet was so high that there was an iPhone 12 on the table. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, hold up, hold up. Let me win this real quick. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was They're like, I playing. need a new phone. They're like legit in it yeah, to win it. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, oh it's really God. funny. Nobody won the iPhone in the end. He took it back. But anyways, like it was just like, it was just fun. Um, but I, my brother was like having a really good, what do you call that? Like streak? Like yeah, 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 yeah. But he wasn't putting down any money. He was just sitting beside an uncle and then the, that uncle was winning so much that the moment that he sat down, like my brother sat down, at one point he's like, you are not allowed to leave. Oh my God. Yeah. He basically like held on to him and be like, you can't leave. You can't leave. It's too good now. Oh my yeah. God. There's... He was supposed to be working, but he was just like sat there. for like What a, is he a doing? Mi- like witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's always really lucky. Um, when we were when we were kids, I remember walking in like a mall one time and my brother just found randomly found like $6,000 on the ground. Oh my God. Yeah. And just like walking, just, he just found money. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Cause I, apparently you're not supposed to, those mm. money might be like, um, if they're in like an envelope, like yeah. red envelope, it, it might be like curse. I heard, or, I heard. Yeah. Or it might be like, um, like this is a this is a superstition, which but really interesting. Um, if you find money uh, on the street in a red envelope, don't pick it up. Don't use the money because that money could be like from a parent of someone whose like daughter had passed away and was but was never married. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find like someone to marry the their dead daughter. Um, through that way like it's really hard to explain yeah because if you take the money that means you're kind of married to her yeah if you see the envelope they're kind of like oh it's meant to be like he picked it up so yeah like he picked you and now you're married (laughs) now you're married to a dead woman um it, it sounds ridiculous but it's a real thing and so that's why we yeah but but because my brother was a kid so i guess it was okay i don't know i don't really understand and just like, I don't know, being in Asia feels really nice because there's no racism here. Like, right, right. Absolutely. Like, I feel if I'm not, if I don't speak or I don't really like uh, dress too overtly, like Western overt, yeah. people just see me as like an Asian Asian. And it kind of feels great to like not be coined as something like not have to feel like if i do certain things like is it is it proper is it right like you know what i mean like yeah, so yeah. it's so small it's like just engraved in me like or like are you gonna uh, be judged 
yeah yeah like am i gonna be judged for doing certain things like even though i'm like fuck this like you know i i don't get i don't care about how other people see me but sometimes it's like a bit of a i'm kind of like conditioned to it and it just kind of shows in small ways so i don't know like being in taiwan is great um because i i i don't feel any racism um even when I ask people about what they think about racism and nobody has a single idea, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it, seem, it seems like you're, they're not really exposed to it a lot. Kind of, it's not really like the amount that we're exposed to in North America, for sure. No, yeah, they, they don't, they don't really under, I don't even think they understand really the concept of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not wrong or right or like there's no right or wrong to it mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't happen to them so it they don't really like need to care or understand the concept of racism so yeah it's it's kind of nice being in my element in asia especially like with what's happening in san francisco right now like all the hate crime um towards asians yeah maybe uh, yeah tears. please briefly t- touch on that for our listeners who might not yeah. have so if you didn't know, that was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> if you that haven't was, noticed, just in case. If you haven't noticed, just in case you haven't, that was a segue because today we're talking about <laughs> anti-Asian racism, which is yes. such a big thing. Um, I guess part of our podcast, you know, is to, you know, amplify Asian women voices while navigating race, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, when Toby and I heard about what happened in San Francisco, we really wanted to uh, touch on it. So there was an 84 year old man, like a Thai man was knocked to the ground and killed and everything was caught on video. Um, there were multiple like um, other hate crime incidents all kind of happened in San Francisco chinatown mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. um but that kind of just sort of kick-started people start talking about it but um there was a lot of hate crime happening ever since covid had started um in north america yeah so it's not new it's not news but it's just starting to become more and more noticeable by mm-hmm. people and more talked about yeah i feel like that kind of like triggered a whole um movement i guess and yeah yeah. yeah, and i saw this stat that was saying um hate crimes against asians have actually jumped 1900 percent in 1900 wild wild in new in new york city in the last year and that asian americans really big increase yeah Mm. and asian americans are the third most racially targeted group following black americans and jewish americans so we're in once again in the top three (laughs) (laughs) once again we're not asking for this but we here we are yeah once again bipocs are not asking for this stop giving it to us yeah here we are um yeah and in nyc hate crimes against asian community has become so frequent that um nypd had created an asian hate crime task force so like a task force specifically um, to like take actions on all the hate crimes that Asians are experiencing due to either it's, you know, racism or it's um, racism due to COVID, 
And the Asian community is asking, and me, once again, us, asking. are asking other BIPOCs to support our movement as much as we supported your movement. Yeah, I mean, please just include Asian in your anti-racist thing. Movements, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once again. Um, why, why do you think Asians... Why do you think Asians are targeted so much? I think that, okay, I don't know, because sometimes it almost feels like being Asian is not, like, what it feels like at the moment, it feels like we are not POC in the sense that it matters to the current climate. Yes. Like, it almost feels like we're deemed too privileged that, um, or like we're called the model minority. So it kind of implies yeah. that we never felt the pain that other POC feels. So people somehow think it's okay to like, to not just like not include anti-Asian racism as part of the whole racism thing. Right. Cause it's like, oh, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of privileged already kind of feeling like, I, I feel like Asians don't take up space because part of it is our upbringing. Like mm. when I was growing up, my yeah. my parents always taught me like, especially first generation um, Asian immigrants, um, they don't speak the language. They're like kind of like, oh, let me fly under the radar a bit. Yeah, and I just yeah. don't want to cause a scene. I don't want people to check my taxes. Like, mm. I don't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my illegal income. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. So when I was growing up, like, um, a, a lot of times my parents will always say things like, you know, like, let's not cause trouble. Don't track, don't want to track any atten attention. Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, if anything bad happens to you, you, you don't really speak up because you don't want, you, you kind of just suck it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you kind of just suck it up. And, and there's, shame is also such a big um, concept in Asia that even if I'm in Asia and I'm making like, I'm, I'm making, I don't know, a scene or something. Not even a scene. Like if I'm slightly just loud or anything. Yeah. Or I, I would be like in the, in the car and my brother would be driving and I'll be blasting like hip hop just yeah. for fun. Yeah. Just yeah, like, yeah. I think it's funny. And yeah. yeah. And then my, my parents would be like, don't do that. Don't, don't attract any attentions. Like it's yeah. just not. I saw your, just, we, I we saw like your dad's very, face when you were blasting music. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It's he so he picked me up. <laughs> he picked me up from my quarantine, like the first day I was out, and I started just I just annoyed him the whole ride. And he at one point he's like, "I'm bringing you back. Just please go back to quarantine. <laughs> I I've had enough of you. I once again, and I'm I'm not asking for this. <laughs> yeah. And then he kept asking me when I'm I'm going back to Canada. Oh, yeah. He I think he, he loves it. <laughs> he loves it yeah but going but, back to what we were saying yeah what do you think like as part of your upbringing that makes asian people don't want to take up space mm, i feel like grow like growing up because i had an extended like i was in asian education up until like grade seven and then it's always kind of like when you when you speak up or when you actually like question why or you know like have an opinion in my experiences like I was deemed like trouble like I was making trouble or you know I was 
just right. told like just to follow follow the rules and just be like quote unquote normal and yeah like, like i was so else. yeah and i was so traumatized because because of the way that like i felt growing up and it almost made me like ashamed of who i am and then like i started to mm-hmm. like not wanting to to speak or to like take up space or i'm so scared right. that i'm causing people like trouble or i just don't want to like yeah just don't want to like make any scene i don't want tension just want to be yeah, invisible yeah. i think well i was in taiwan until i was eight and the education of like that part of my childhood a lot of it was like you said um be like everyone else be normal don't stand out like don't cause any scene don't cause any trouble and when i go to when i go and immigrate to uh, canada that mentality is kind of ingrained in you because mm-hmm. that's kind of like what i was taught and even from home that's sort of what i was taught and so when i was in canada i was like oh i have to be like everyone else i have to be normal so i try to whitewash myself because that's also you know it's like a survival instinct as a kid yeah it's like if i want to be you know if i want to fit in then i have to you know talk like them act like them and so i think that part of that upbringing in asia kind of taught me that I need to be, you know, just like everyone else and not cause any trouble. And that, like now thinking back, of course, I'm like, you know, now thinking back, I'm like, well, that's kind of bullshit. Like, I just want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to be everyone else. Like, I don't want to be normal, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I still take that mentality into work, like, or, you know, oh, my yeah. day, day job. Yeah. Where when when I'm presenting something, I feel like, you know, I don't, I, I'll just let other people talk. I yeah. don't really do much of the talking, even if I did most of the work. That is so true. Yeah. Like, like that do mindset feel like doesn't, that? it's so crazy. Cause you know how we're also kind of taught like in Asia, um, work ethic is such a big thing, but not in a way yes. where you, you like actually claim that you did what. It's almost like you just work quietly and, you know, it, yeah. like, it will, like, yeah, just work quietly. Like it will get noticed. But like, bitch, do mm-hmm. you know how many times I have tried to speak on Zoom? And then like, I can't because everyone just keep talking over me. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't cut other people off. You're like, so poli- I'm so polite on Zoom. Yeah. That it gives me anxiety. I don't have a chance to talk. Yeah. I yeah. have like waited a whole ass like 15 minutes and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to speak. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, you know what? You guys won't get to hear what I need to say. Yeah. Does anyone care? Really? Honestly, does yeah. anyone care what I want to say? Once and I again. think that's a big part of Asian mentality is like, does anyone care if I say this? Is this yeah. important to anyone? Uh, no, it's not important to white people, of course. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're so self-conscious of like what we bring yeah. to the table that like every time we speak, it almost has to be super like... I don't like know. Like has I, to, there has yeah. to be something. Has to be if useful. You, you can't just speak. Yeah, something useful. You can't just chit chat. Like people literally you know? just go like, "Oh my god, you guys! Like my 15 months old kid is crying in the background." Like they just say shit like that on Zoom. So now yeah. I'm starting to learn that it's okay. I'll just talk shit on Zoom and it's fine. <laughs> 
there's also that mentality like you were talking about the work ethics in asia and mm-hmm. even when i was growing up like that's what i was taught right yeah um there's a word called my toku gan yeah in mandarin it, and it literally translates to cover your head like cover your face and just do the work mm-hmm. and that mentality is so talk like for me it's so different and it, it from western like work ethics that i'm not saying you know white people don't i'm not saying white people don't do the work i'm saying like that work ethic is like you don't speak up you don't claim uh anything you just do the work and one day someone will see you and they'll give you a promotion but that doesn't work in western work like workplaces when i, I once again tell you it's not working <laughs> <laughs> It is simply not working. Yeah, because like in Western mentality, it's like if you don't ask, you don't get. But it's almost like if when you don't say the right thing at the right time, it's almost felt like you didn't do the work. Like little did they know that you fucking break your back trying to do the work. And if you don't speak up there, it's nothing. Yeah. And even when I was in school and um when we have to break into like groups to do group projects mm-hmm. i'm always already looking at the next asian person oh because i just know yeah. the work ethic will be the same yeah you know what i mean like i just like i see an asian person I'm like yeah i think i i think i'm gonna go to that group yeah yeah i yeah. i feel that what do you think we can do to learn to take up space i think you know, like when, like I kind of want to touch on this, like when in the beginning of COVID, when it just broke out last year, and then like yeah. in March, and then there was like a whole bunch of anti-Asian racism hate crimes, and then George Floyd happened, and then it triggered a whole BLM movement to start as well, and then yeah. like at the time, I kind of felt like I felt almost bad to speak about my experiences because i didn't want to take up space for from african-americans so i kind of like almost downplayed my experiences experiences of facing racism as an asian in north america like i i yeah. was waiting for people to be done so it would be my turn to see to speak up but then i realized yeah why can't it just all be together you know like why can't it coexist mm-hmm. yeah like why can't we just be part of the anti-racism roster <laughs> i think at the at that time there was this whole saying like um when people say oh all lives matter it was kind of like you get shame mm-hmm. for saying all lives matter because there there's that oh well all the houses are like if one house is on fire you don't care about other houses you don't care about the house that's on fire right like yeah. there was this whole uh metaphor mm-hmm. um and I, I know what you mean. Like when when BLM was happening, I almost did also have to feel like I had to downplay my my Asian anti-Asian racism experiences, uh, even though it was happening, because I felt like I need to give space and the stage to black people who had waited so long. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know, it's like they, they've waited so long to do this that I feel like if I start talking about this movement that it's going to take away the spotlight. Um, and I think that's the that's the whole Asian mentality we're saying. Like we're always, we're 
our upbringing and our, our culture is so giving. It's all about other people. Like they will sacrifice their own mental health or yeah. their own like time just so other people, just so they don't cause any trouble for other people. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely feel like what you said about having to not you know to sacrifice or to not talk about our experiences as much because of the other things that are happening in their community and like in hindsight i still think that it was it was okay for me to do that mm-hmm. um because at that time it was like it like i don't know like am i doing that thing now <laughs> like am i doing that thing now where i'm like it's okay you know they I, I was happy to, you know, sit in the background and not talk about my experiences. And now it's our time to talk about our experiences. Like, yeah, we're just I mean, so polite. We just, we tr- once again, we waited for our, for our turn to speak up. But it's super fun because it's just like, why are we in the mentality that, you know, only one group are allowed to have space at a time right. when like, it's like a hate crime is a hate crime. Like, I get it. Asian people might not have faced, you know, systemic racism and years of generational trauma, but mm-hmm. but we have also felt racism growing up. Like I was a first generation immigrant because my parents weren't here. And like I have also faced a lot of microaggression or racism growing up. And then mm-hmm. those things should be also be talked about or to be normalized as part yeah. of the whole racism yeah. thing. And that's the thing, like what you were saying, why, why is there only one, one group of people? Why is it that only one group of people can be in the spotlight? Mm-hmm. I think that's what um, model minority myth is doing to mm-hmm. people. It's like you are trying to turn BIPOCs against each other. So, mm. you know, we're fighting for this space. It seems like there's only one spot up here and we're all fighting to be at that spot where the rest of the 10 spots are taken by white people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, there's only one spot. Only one movement can happen at one time and you guys fight for it. It's not our issue. We'll just, you know, we'll just post a black square Square. or a yellow square (laughs) on our Instagram profile picture. You just tell me which one. Okay, you tell me which one. Like, you tell me what month, what day to post what color, and we'll do it. So I feel oh my better God. about myself. Fuck, so true. Colonization is all year round, but BLM can only do one month. Anti-Asian, yeah. another month. Another month, yeah. And then the rest of the, the year is white people. Yeah, <laughs> it's all colonization time. I mean, I don't want... I don't want to take like I'm I don't think the purpose like I don't think we're talking about this so we can you know take anything away take from away. anyone yeah. yeah but it's almost like we're ask we're asking to be once again we're asking to be included in the anti-racism movement because it's also a thing like anti-Asian is also part of you know the racism that goes on every day and yeah you know what I hear a lot us. yeah um, it's like, I would say, uh, I will tell people about, you know, like what's happening. And then I sometimes hear people say, uh, mostly older people, but they'll be like, well, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? That's the way it is. But what and, even is it? 
<laughs> what is Once it? Again, we were asking. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, and I hear that. I hear that quite a bit. Like, I think that's like also like part of the culture for Asians. It's like we're very like we're very flexible. Flexible. Like, we are ready to bend backwards for anyone. We are ready to bend backwards and wop <laughs> for anyone that's asking for this pedestal. We yeah. will happily step down so you can take this space. I bend for you anytime. <laughs> and that's sus because like this sucks because it's so ingrained in like how I think. And, and it's time to unlearn that. Yeah, you I know, think- it's time to be like, no, bitch, the moment you say this is like, you know, it is what it is, then you're mm-hmm. giving other people the power to take over our narrative. Like now yeah. you're, you're giving up. You're like, you know, it is what it is. You take it and you run with it. And then white people will not because they don't care. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of um, first generation immigrant, like the parents and they're always I think at their time there weren't many of these resources as well like there weren't it's not really being talked about like racism and stuff like that so it was almost like fear of you know to speak up and stuff like that but times are different now we yeah we need to speak up speak up see if you see something say something um if you hear white people on zoom calls (laughs) talking about nonsense the weather, the their fifteen month old daughter. You go in there and you tell them it's a hate crime. It's <laughs> racism, honey. <laughs> Can you imagine how I was? I would be fired so quick. <laughs> Honestly, like there is this sick obsession of people talking about the weather. I'm like, I it makes me sick to my stomach it when makes I me sick to my stomach. once again have to talk about the weather. Yeah, can we talk about something else that's like more cultural? I'm like, just don't talk. I'm not asking you to speak to me. That's why that's why Asians work so fast. Like we we are like efficient (laughs) as fuck. Because we don't talk. Like you go on that Zoom call, you go on that Zoom call, nobody speaks, and we just get to the point, get the shit done, and we're out. It's like nobody wants to be here. But for for non-Asian people, yeah, that's not the case. Not you Asian don't, people is like, I'm going to sit here and talk about the weather for a good 15 minutes until we yeah. actually get into this, what we're going to talk about. And then you run over time and me as an Asian will be like, I'm not getting paid for this time. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is not worth it. This I, is not worth it. I started doing this thing this week because I was so slammed that I actually don't have time. So on on the Zoom call, I would say this to people like jokingly but then like i mean it and then when they're like talk chatting and i just go in and say please take this offline and then then everyone would laugh and i'm like no i'm serious let's circle back onto what we're actually gonna talk about and i did that several times this week and i've i succeeded like i wow yeah you know what you have like a look that's just very like um like people will not take you serious when you say things like that so it's yeah, good you can get away with it that's i can what I'm get saying. away with it yeah people people will be like oh toby is so funny and it but meanwhile you're like no bitch actually I, take it offline yeah take it i was like take it offline like actually like you know what i am to like yeah. me at work is you and dating like you on him <laughs> 
yes <laughs> it's like i i don't know how to say no like i don't yeah i only say no when like the workload is too much or whatever like i'm like i don't want to i can't take this on oh i, I don't just, legitimately say no but if they're just chatting and stuff then i'll just be like i just wait quietly muted with my camera off oh my god and i also did this really passive aggressive thing when i was like sharing screen and then people started chatting and then you know what i did i just like start working <laughs> while i was screen sharing <laughs> And then I was like, you know what? Take this offline or I'm going to start doing my thing right here. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause and I, has anyone call you out? Yeah. They just, they kind of felt bad and they're like, oh yeah. Um, to circle back Asians on are this. so passive aggressive. Like it's well, no unreal. One, like, I'm cause we're getting, like, I don't want to say it because yeah. it's too obvious. I'm just going to do it and you will see and hopefully you will understand. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes all the way, but I will fucking ask per my last email you every other day. Cause, Cause you know, you know what I've realized, like being in Taiwan for like the past couple of days, mm-hmm. out and about, I realize Asians are so passive aggressive, and it's just part of our culture. There's nothing wrong with it, um, mm-hmm. but not 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 even passive passive aggressive. Like that's not even the right word. It's like we don't like to say things that like are so certain. We're super indirect, it's, almost. Yeah, we're indirect as politeness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's just something that like we are kind of conditioned to. Like this is part of our culture. Like we do this mm-hmm. because we don't want to um, say anything that offend people, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, like that come off wrong or be misinterpreted. So, okay, so this is what happened. I went to the passport office. Not the passport office. So basically, I'm a dumb cunt. And my <laughs> my Canadian passport expired, like expires in like a month. Yeah. And I didn't know. Yeah. And I took the plane. I came literally back. Literally until like, the day you were going to leave Canada. Like n- yeah. literally three hours before my flight, I was looking at my passport and I was like, does that say March? Does that say March 21? you <laughs> dumb cunt and then you called me out of <laughs> and panic I and i was you. like what's wrong and i yeah. was like i'm having a panic attack so what do i do <laughs> i was like having a legit panic attack and um so i had to call like the what was a canadian embassy in taipei Mm-hmm. Um, and be like hey well, like, what do i do um and so they basically they solved it for me they're like just come and renew your passport and yeah. uh, we can renew your passport in taipei um it's a long fucking process but that's the only option you have yeah so i was like okay yeah, yeah i got it so then, um when i got out the the first day i got out i was like i have to go do this so so i went to the passport not passport office the canadian embassy yeah in taipei so i got in and the usual wait time for passport renewal is 20 business days. Oh, wow. Um, but that's way too long. I can't wait 20 business days because I got to go back. Yeah. So so I was like asking a whole bunch of questions. And this lady was like, okay, look, why don't you email us uh, like 10 days in? Like, why don't you just what? email us 10 days in? And then we'll, we'll uh, check on and just be like, check, can I check on my passport status? Um, and then we'll, you know, maybe it'll be early. So she just said, maybe it will be early. And I was like, also panicking still. <laughs> I was like, but what if it's not? Like, what if it's like, 
what if it's not ready and I still have to wait and like, you know, and I have to pick up my passport in Taipei and, you know, should I just send it to Canada? And like, and then she just got pissed at me. She's like, I've already said it. Like, do you, ma'am, do you not understand? I've already said, email us 10 days in and we'll see what we can do. So then at that point, I understood. It's like she was trying to tell me it's going to come in early, but I can't say it. What? Because they can't promise me anything. I don't because get if it. they promise me if they promise me anything, then I can go back in and be like, you told me, you know, I can get it in 10 days. You told me you could rush it. So it's like Asians have this thing where they don't say any, anything that is so certain that you could you could come back in like use it against them. Oh, yeah. So she yeah, said yeah, it yeah. in a very subtle way, but like kept giving me these faces, like these facial <laughs> expressions. And I, but for me, like as a Western dumb cunt, like, you? yeah, <laughs> like me as like, I was like, oh my God, but like, what if it doesn't come in? Like, what if I have to wait? Do I have to extend my flight? Like, what do I, and she's like, ma'am, ma'am, do you not understand and give, keep giving me all these faces? And then I realized I learned a lesson. I'm like, oh, Asian people don't, they, they can't say it. They can't be that wow, direct. Wow, that is so yeah. interesting. Yeah, so interesting. So going back to what we were saying, I don't know how that connects, but yeah, going back to what we were saying, like, I feel like, you know, we have to start speaking up like white people on Zoom calls. Yeah, that's the energy. <laughs> What's your <laughs> energy for 2020? Just white people on Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my energy of 2020. And I think um, just kind of like wrap this up, you know, all anti-racist movements become stronger when cross-community alliances are built. Yeah, um, there is there's so many resources now. Like there is a national coalition that's addressing anti-Asian hate crime during COVID. It's called Stop AAPI Hate. And it, it, they also have like a website. And then there is also several GoFundMe that support the causes against anti-Asian violence and like specific crimes in the Bay Area. And there is like crisis line that's offered in Asian languages and um, subtle Asian mental health groups on Facebook. Like there's a bunch of resources that we'll share and it's very mm -hmm. useful. Even if you just like follow some of these um, Asian content creator authors or whatever, they usually post a lot about their insight or they use their platform as a place to share about their support towards anti-Asian racism. Mm -hmm. And if you see something, say something. Yeah, call the bitch out. Speak up, bitches. And don't ever say it is what it is. Because, you know, the moment you say that, you're really giving other people, you know, the power to really take over your narrative. And we want to be in control of our narrative and have the power to change it. Um, because nobody knows us and, you know, as Asians more than ourselves. And if we don't create that narrative, no one else will for us. Yes. 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 And that kind of concludes it all. I mean, there's so much more to get into, but, you know, um, this platform, like Toby, Toby and I talk about this, um, you know, talk about race a lot. And it's not just, you know, it's not just one episode. It's really like an overarching theme to, of the entire podcast. And 
I I think we, recently we've been gaining some followers that are like in Asian countries, like because we started you know releasing more Mandarin episodes, and um, we also want to cover these in Mandarin episode for the purpose that I think racism or anti Asian racism is not just a North American issue. Mm. It's also an issue that like. I think people that lives in Asia speaks Mandarin needs to understand because you know first of all when you go travel that's what you will that that's what, how other people will see you. Mm-hmm. you know, they they see you as an Asian person. Um, they will treat you the same way they treat other Asians that are in their country in North mm-hmm. America, and so that's that's part of it. And also, I think. Um, you know, this is like we have to all be in this together, whether you're in North America or not. Um, so yeah, I love to we we love to talk more about it, and we'll share a lot of resources. Stay tuned. What's giving you life? Oh, um, you know what? There are. I recently just finished reading Ali Wong's um, book that you yeah. lent me. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's great. Like it's very funny. It's a, it's like almost like a light read. But I, you, you know, you can take away some things from it. From it, and yeah, I really love the way when the afterwards that her husband had wrote, and yeah, it's a, it's a great book. It's really cute. Like I thought the book was very. It was very light, you know, and has that like Ali Wong's humor, um, and it she she touched on some stuff that I never like I felt but never thought of putting them in words she talked a lot about you know being a woman being an Asian woman being a successful woman and what's that like and then also like something that really resonated with me was when her husband talked about like there are certain in certain stages of your life like one thing will happen and then everything would make sense like all the little pieces will get together and I really loved that part I thought it was like it just gave me it's just like what I needed to hear at this moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a great book. Yeah, so. go you guys go read it. I think it's a really light book and um it it's also really funny and you can I, I, I took quite a lot away from it. Mm-hmm. Um especially as an Asian woman mm-hmm. and like her point of view just so relatable. Um even though like she talks about you know pregnancy and kids a lot which i have not experienced myself (laughs) but when she talks about dating when she talked about um you know like how to like our heritage like as an asian person Mm -hmm. um and navigating that world in in navigating that in 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 a non-asian world Mm -hmm. that is super relatable so yeah. yeah it's great what's giving you life uh, I honestly, it's just being out of quarantine. Like, it's great. It's so great to be able to see my family. It's so great to spend mm-hmm. Lunar New Year with them. Um, like, I think I think every time I come back to Taiwan, I always have a different mentality. And I always come back thinking that, like, mm-hmm. I always feel differently. And this time I came back, like, you know, I started meditating and you know i started you know going to therapy and so this time when i came back my mentality was so different from all the previous times Mm -hmm. like previously when i 
come home, I would sometimes get really frustrated. Sometimes just, you know, just the differences in like the, my lifestyle compared to my, my rest of my family's lifestyle. Right. And I always kind of get frustrated being, feeling like, why, uh, why is it so different? I'm not used to this. Um, but this time around, I'm more, much more accepting and much more, um, yeah. So I take yeah. everything very lightly. Mm-hmm. So even when like relatives ask me about my like relationships or like whatever, I just take everything really lightly and I just make jokes and it's not as serious and I don't get frustrated as much. So um, I'm really liking my change. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I'm really enjoy. liking the way that I don't live with my family and there's a bit of like a space between us. Um, so... Yeah, that's really what's giving me life lately. Wonderful. Yeah, and today is Valentine's Day. So we're recording this early, yeah, of course, but it's Valentine's Day in Taiwan today. Um, as Happy... A, you know, once again, <laughs> once again, I don't give a shit. Happy <laughs> Galentine, like girl Valentine. Happy Aww. Galentine's Day. Wait, are you... Yeah. Are you going to go out with uh, Mike mm, no. for Valentine's? I am I think a very busy woman. I have actually a lot of stuff that I have to do, attend to. That's, yeah. actually, that's actually your excuse for men that you don't want to see. Just kidding, Mike. Just <laughs> kidding. I am if so you're listening busy. to this. And that concludes the, <laughs> the episode. <laughs> yeah mike if you're listening to this don't it's a no (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) on my behalf she's watching out for me yeah and lastly remember to follow us on instagram at sugarhoneybbt it's at s-u-g-a-h-o-n-e-y-b-b-t and you can keep up with the mommies at BBT Mommy and at Sensitive Bow. And when you listen, don't forget to share and tag us. We love to see it. We also have this new filter that Ange had made on our profile and it's um adorable. So please go use it. It's adorable. Like so cute. It's like it says love you on your cheeks. I, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to try and dis- describe this filter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but just use yeah, it. Just go use it. Um, because this year, uh, Lunar New Year and Valentine's Day is on the same weekend. So I kind of merged the two together and made a filter for two. So you can use it for Lunar New Year and you can also use it for Valentine's. How great. Yeah. It, I enabled it for two faces. So, you know, I'm tech, I'm talking technical terms here, you know, as a 3D designer. <laughs> Um, so, so you can use it with person, your loved ones. Go fuck yourself. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm only one person as well. But if you have a partner, it will be so cute to use it with them. Yeah. So and when you use it, please, please, please tag us. Yeah, we um, really love yeah, it. Yeah, at us. We'll, we'd love to see it. I've seen people do use it on their dogs. I've seen people use it and do crazy stuff. It's so funny. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll repost you and throw them on our highlight. Yeah. For everyone to see. Yeah. And happy Valentine's Day. No. 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 <laughs> Bye. No. I'm not accommodating anymore. <laughs> <laughs>